This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. We're back together, Sab, slapping the desk with yep. excitement. It's five past nine. Good morning to you. Good morning to the first time, for the first time from me to all of our regional listeners. And good morning to you, Sabrina Hahn. Top of the morning to you. Do you know my favourite bit of the Saturday mornings, Roots and Shoots, is this. <laughs> I like that little. That's our jingle. Yeah, I like that little jingle. Perfect gardening weather. Perfect. It is. Has oh. it been perfect swimming weather? Or are you still too injured? I only did, only did three, but I'm going that's tomorrow okay. morning. Given so the that last makes time I spoke four. to you, you'd have to have zero a week or two off. Yeah, that's right. Ah, oh, no, I'm back into it. I've got the whole Jessie is coming back from Bali tonight. She'll oh. come back all relaxed and looking <laughs> bloody marvellous. A million bucks. Yeah. So a million and one bucks because yeah. she always looks a million bucks. Oh. Yeah. Jess. <laughs> <laughs> She's been gone all week. It's been a hard week for me, Ro. Yeah. I've had to actually answer I'm emails. I'm surprised you got here. <laughs> you were about an hour early, though. That was probably... I was. You probably switched your clock to daylight savings time or something. And Oh, I did. I actually... No, I didn't. I just got all the times wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, Jess has been away. This is what happens. She's back, though, so it's all And then good. I've got Luce and the baby and Nath arriving this afternoon as well. So Lovely. it's all go. I've had, a, I've had to do housework, Ro. I bloody mopped the kitchen floor. Oh, I can't yuck. remember the last time I mopped the kitchen floor. It gets mopped, just not by you, right? No. No, you're no. just a filthy pig. Oh, no, I took her to pay a house cleaner. Good grief. So your sister or someone helped you out with... Uh, yeah, but she's not been well. <laughs> the whole, whole family's letting me down. Me down. Oh, I just thought if Evie's crawling, I don't think she is yet. But no. uh, anyway, germs even are if good. they're having tummy time, or you want mop floors? Do you for babies? Yes. Oh well, I did that yesterday. Such good a, later. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> You're wonderful. I have no doubt. Um, thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. If you've got a gardening question or whatever musing, I suppose we kind of cover yeah. it all here. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty is the text number that you need. Let's jump into your calls. Uh, Diane is up in Geraldton. Good morning, Diane. Oh, good morning, girls. Morning, oh, Diane. I missed the first little blurb. How's your back? Um, Sabrina? 100%. I am not lifting pots, but what I am doing is I'm gardening and swimming and playing and drinking and doing all the things I used to do. Well done. That's a positive attitude. Um, I, I, yes, Sabrina, look, I sent in um, uh, an email. Yes. I'm pretty pleased with myself, but I forgot to write the blurb. So. Oh, no, that's all right. So this is an olive tree that's speckled with um, the olive lace bug that's sucking the sap out of the out of the leaves, oh. I would think, Diane. Yes. Well, that's so the whole of the – all of the Ooh. leaves are like that. And I'm just really worried because it's only been in the ground for a, um, a week. And we sprayed it with pyrethrum. Yeah. But I thought, oh, what else can we do? Is it a transplant? Yes. It's got a dirty big crack that goes all the way from the base of the tree up to the the main branches. Did you notice that? 
Yes, I just thought it had character. (laughs) (laughs) You're a ripper, Diane. That's what I would say. Absolutely. I love the positivity of that. It certainly does. Now, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not fatal. It's okay. As long as you didn't sell your second home in order to purchase it or anything. Well. Anyway, oh, no. it's an old it's an old olive tree. It's definitely got character. Now, I just the only reason I point that out is because the tree at some point in time has been under stress. It's not going to kill it, it's fine. The uh, the uh, the olive bug that's on it is a sap sucker. And they're quite prevalent at this time of the year. So uh, many olives get it, Diane. So it's nothing you've done or haven't done. It's it's a thing. So um, you can spray with uh, a neem oil yep. rather than a pyrethrum. Um, okay. So I would spray it once and then I would spray it again in three weeks' time. Yes. Now, the big problem with it is, is it's you've got sooty mould on the leaves as well. So the oh. tree's been pruned for the transplant, which is really good. So spray with the neem oil, leave it for three weeks, and then spray yep. it again, um, and then leave it for two weeks, and then hit all the leaves with the high pressure hose. Okay. Because you've got to yep. get rid of that sooty mould. Right. I'd, yeah, I didn't realise it was sooty mould as well because, I mean, yeah. it's only been in the ground a, um, a week. Yeah, um, so it's just under a bit of stress um, and they often get bugs. It's a bit like us when we're under <laughs> stress. Um, yes. We, we, you know, we get other things or we get the bottle of gin, one or the other. Um, <laughs> so so it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Sorry, can Sorry to interrupt you. So mm-hmm. um, how often should um, we water it and should we um, feed it with anything now or just... I would not feed it, wet? would not feed it because it's under stress. So water it a good soak once a week at this point in time. Good on you, Diane. Thanks very much for giving us the call and for sending the photo through to perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. It does make the job a little easier for Sabby. A couple of quick texts. Hi, Rowan, Sabrina. When is the best time to plant a lemon tree and a fig tree from Chris in Yokine? Okay, Chris, I would be planting both now. Uh, Lemon trees will bed in over winter and your fig tree, even though it'll go dormant in a couple of months, it'll still get some growth on before winter. Very good. Uh, Michael in Lake Grace says, I have a midnight dwarf orange tree I planted two years ago. One fork has large leaves with no spikes. The other fork has smaller leaves and spikes. Should I be cutting one of those forks off or leaving it alone? Oh, no, no. Take out the spiky. Take take out the spiky fork. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Thank you, Michael. Back to your calls. Christine's in Wellard. Hello, Christine. Good morning. How are you both? Very Well. well. Excellent. Pleased to hear it. Um, Sabrina, my question is about a beautiful Geraldton wax, which we've got in our front garden that's been here about 10 years. Yeah. We live in a cottage block, so there's not a lot of room. Yeah. And it's doing so well mm-hmm. that my husband is thinking we should trim it back a little bit, but I'm a bit concerned that that will take away um, from its flowering in the next spring. So what do you think? Uh what are we in now? We're in March. 
So, look, Geraldton waxes, you need to, you should be pruning every year and you need to take 50% off every year. Um, If you prune it now, because they're really the first, so they're really early spring. If you prune it now, you will be taking spring flowering wood off unless you get good growth between now and August. Okay, good. Thank you. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, now, it, as I say, it's 10 years old. Yep. Um, we're thinking because of the si- small size of our block yep. and the way this thing has grown. I mean, the trunk is about, I don't know, 10 centimetres. No, it's about 40 centimetres at the base of the trunk. Wow. Okay. Do you, we, I'm suggesting to my husband, because I love pruning things, we cut it right back so yep. that it's only about a metre tall yep. and see what it does. I would definitely um, do that because, Christine, you've had 10 years out of it and I can tell you what, to keep a Geraldton wax alive for 10 years, you have done <laughs> exceptionally well. It definitely needs a really good hard prune. Thanks, Christine. Um, a bit of a transplant flavour on the text and emails. Yeah. Um, Anne wants to know, um, she's got a lemonade tree about tree about two and a half tall mm-hmm. in fruit at the moment. She wants to transplant. How much can she cut it back? Oh, it's never good to transplant trees when they're fruiting. So you would need to take, if you're going to do it now, to, you'd need to take half a metre off. Okay. And then to have the hole already and plonk it straight in. But wait if you can. Yeah, it's sort of not a good time to transplant. You'd have to take every single bit of fruit off. Mm. All right. Thank you. Hope that helps, Anne. Uh, Sue writes, good morning. I love the show. My question is, two weeks ago I got a 1.8 metre established frangipani and transplanted it to my garden. I've now noticed a few soft branches. Were they always there or is it since I transplanted it? Can I do anything to help? A little bit fast for it to wither. Uh, They take months to wither. Um, So, no, they would have been there. So cut them off because you don't want the withery ones. Easy. Be gone withery ones. (laughs) Absolutely. One on the emails for you, Sab. Ah, look. More sick plants. Hello, Sabrina and Roe. Pleased to hear that you're up and about again, Sabrina. <laughs> Same can't be said for this plant. These palms ah. are in pots in an enclosed area of the pool. The windows ah. are open. <laughs> oh, that's enough to put you off your breakfast. That's they would, They would seriously be the worst palms I think I've ever seen in my life. Mine never even got that bad. No, bro, this is the worst we've seen, don't yeah. you reckon? Yeah. No, I, they're, they're gone. There is no point in even trying to resurrect those, even if Jesus was walking past. I reckon <laughs> I reckon they're just, no, definitely bin. no, bin, bin. Okay. Uh, we're going to go back to your calls, 1300 222 720. Our mate Cynthia is on the line. Hello, ah. Cynthia. Hello, ladies. Hello, Cynthia. Are you ringing about your own garden? (laughs) I am. Oh, how exciting. I've got obedient plant, which I've had for years, and it's not being obedient because it's dying. (gasps) How old is it? Oh, look, I've had it for years, Sabrina. It's, I've got it along the front of the veranda. Yeah. It comes up and it flowers beautifully every February, March. Uh, cut it back to the ground and it comes up again next year. 
But this year, it started dying off at one end and it's gradually working its way down the bed. So I've got like half a bed with nothing in it now because they're as dead as a doornail. And I'm just wondering what's happened to it. Um, so, well, presumably this is the Pfizer-Stegia you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I guess. With the, <laughs> with the purple flowers and on a tall yes. stem. Yes, yes. Now, they're as tough as old boots. They, they come from Mexico. Um, I know. So they mu- it must have a root rot, Cynthia. Well, I've got some that are looking absolutely beautiful on one end. Right. I thought... If I cut the um, seed heads off and yep. keep them, yep. what can I do to the ground to sort of stop happening next year? Um, you can get an anti-rot spray, okay? Yeah. So spray the entire tree. Now, the ones that are dying, I would actually take that soil out, Cynthia. Like really? get some new compost and potting mix in there. Because everything else is, that's growing in that area oh, is it's okay. okay. Well, you yeah. need to dig the root system out of the Physostegia that has died. Make sure you get all the root system out. Then the rest of it, so, so the next time you need to spray with an anti-rot spray when they first come up. Right, because um, I've been pulling them out, roots and all. They're as dead as a doornail. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I reckon the problem is uh, root rot. Good on you, Cynthia. Thanks for giving us a call this morning. Nice to be talking to you. Greg sent us a text on zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. How much can I take off a paperbark tree that is getting very rangy? Ah, uh, okay. So there's about five thousand different melaleuca trees, but the good thing about melaleucas is you can prune them quite hard. So you could take depends on the shape of the tree, but you could safely take off thirty percent easy, up to fifty percent if you need to give it a particular shape. Okay, lovely. Uh, staying on the pruning flavour. Dawn in City Beach. Hi, Sab. I have an old, huge, scraggy, purple Hardenbergia. Ah. It's healthy but needs a major clean-up. Can I prune it really hard, say nine-tenths? Thanks for your sage <laughs> advice. <laughs> I like that mm, equation, nine-tenths. Nine-tenths. <laughs> I would definitely take it down to nine-tenths because Hardenbergias, I've seen areas in the bushland where they're an absolute weed, mm. like they've just taken over everything. So prune your nine-tenths off. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's the perfect amount. Very good. Judith is in Narragin. Good morning, Judith. Good morning, good morning, girls. I've sent um, some photos of some tomato bushes. All so right. Planted, planted them in a wicking bed. Yes. The other, the other plants in the wicking bed are doing well and the yep. wicking bed's doing what it's meant to do. Yes. We've also planted them in a pot. Mm-hmm. And, or, and we've had different varieties and yeah. we've tried different, different nurseries. Yeah. And they, and they grow beautifully and then all of a sudden they, they have these deformed Limbs and flowers. Right. Okay. Um, we're just having a bit of problem with the emails loading at the moment. Now, what's what's happening, Judith, is so many of the tomatoes now are getting uh, different types of virus. So there's two things. There's chili thrips, 
which also attack tomatoes, and they make the leaves all sort of curly and weird, like dwarfed and munted looking. Yep. Then, so, but that that really is on the new growth on the leaves. The a virus gets into the whole cellular system and it starts dying from the bottom up. So you'll get um, browning of the leaves. Oh, bingo, we've got it up. Okay, so I'm looking at your tomatoes now. You mm-hmm. have an infestation of chili thrips on those tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So you need to get some pyrethrum spray. I don't yep. think it's a virus. It's definitely, you've definitely got thrips in that. Yep. Yep. So get yourself some pyrethrum spray and some neem oil. You will need to alternate the two and spray every fortnight. Alternate. So one, one, so one, one application a month of each. Yes, that's correct. Two yep. at, in, in two weekly uh, apart. Now that should solve your problem. Beautiful. Thank you so much. No worries, Judith. All right, let's head to Heathridge now. And Ruth is there. Good morning. Hello. Hello, Ruth. Oh, hello, Sabrina. Oh, how nice to speak to you. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I, I've got this young, well, I think it's, I think it's a platypus, eucalyptus. Yeah. And I was most alarmed to see just... It's only just happened. These pustules on the leaves, and I've, I've got a leaf in my hand. They are, well, I don't know how. Big are they like? Are they like little bubbles? Yes, and they're on the underside as well as the yes. upside. Yes, so they are a gall, G-A-L-L. Eucalypts oh. get many, many different galls. Uh, it's quite quite a natural thing for them. Some galls are caused by bacteria, some are caused by an insect. Um, I'd say yours is probably an insect. Now, all eucalypts at some stage will get gall. All you need to do is you need to cut those leaves off and bag the leaves and bin them. Right. And then you stop the life cycle. Oh, so I don't need to treat the you tree? Can't, there's, no, there's no treatment apart from removing the leaves. Oh, well, that sounds fairly painless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's all you need to do and you control it. There we go. Easy peasy. Easy please. Good on you, Ruth. Thank you very much. Robin in Bunbury sent us a text. Good morning. My rambling self-seeded and fruit-growing pumpkin Ah. is getting powdery mildew. It's all over the garden. Can you please tell me how to treat this if needed? I noticed that the dahlias are having the same issue, although in a different part of the garden. Yep. Powdery mildew will be on grapes, on roses, uh, not roses, sorry, on um, all all the cucurbits, pumpkins, watermelons, rock melons, zucchini. Prevention is better than cure with powdery mildew. So there is an organic uh, bicarb of soda spray that you can spray on them, but that's more of a preventative. You would have to now use mancozeb. So now mancozeb has a withholding period, meaning you cannot eat the fruit for something like I think it's five days, depending on what it is, after okay. spraying. All right. Uh, what is it? 24 past nine on Roots and Shoots. You're with Sab and Row. Sab's pick of the week coming your way in about five minutes from now. We can get to Julie and Bull Creek before that, though. Hey, Julie. Hello. Hello, Julie. 
Hi, thank you for taking the call. Is it true that I will have to throw, pull my roses out and throw them away because of the chili thrip? No. Is there nothing I can do? Yes, there is, Julie. So if the chili thrips is really, really, really bad and you've got so much dead wood on your rose, then turf them out. If you have got roses and you love them and you are a good gardener, which it sounds to me like you seriously are, Julie, because you don't <laughs> want to rip your roses out, you need to go on a spraying program for chili thrips to control them early on. So... Most people wait until they see the symptoms on the rose and then they go, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, but not in a song way, more of in uh, rats. <laughs> um, so you need to alternate your sprays. So you've got, you've got pyrethrum, you've got neem oil, you've got all the organic sprays. You will need to go on a fortnightly program early in the season. So chili thrips will start emerging around August. Um, if you go to my website... I do. No, honestly, I do. I do. Jess is in right? Bali. She can't text me. No, no, I do. I do. There is a whole information sheet on chili thrips, on all the stuff that you can use for them and how you go about it. So, Julie, do not rip your roses out unless they're really bad. Just Google Sabrina Hahn. Ignore all the salacious stuff. Oh, yeah, and, none and of that. And look for her actual yeah. website. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> you will be Do you able know, to there is, find the option. There you is um, a few Sabrina Hans, and there is a Sabrina Hahn who is an artist. Oh. And she has written a beautiful book for children called... Uh, the ABC of art. So she's got famous artworks starting with the ABC all the way through. It, it is a beautiful book. Anyway, a friend of mine, she, she rang and she went, oh, my God, I've just ordered your latest book. <laughs> and I said, well, I haven't written one for years, but... She said, I didn't know you wrote children's books. I said, I don't. I could hold a book signing here at the ABC. <laughs> Anyway, I ordered, the, I ordered the book, my own book, um, <laughs> and it's beautiful. So you've had, if you're interested in art and you've got children. And you love Sabrina Hahn. And you love Sabrina Hahn, get her book. It's great. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Let's go down to Bustleton. Hello, Mary. Yes, good morning, girls. Morning, Mary. I would like to know if I can move my Emma Moffra Bella Gold no. to ground. <laughs> Mary. Sapka, shut you down very quickly. Do you know, um, Eremophilas don't take too kindly. How long has it been the ground for, Mary? Oh, only about six weeks. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course you can move that. Now, Mary, you have to prune it back first and you're going to prune it back by 50%. Okay, okay. Because so, I can put it in a better sunny position. Yep, perfect. Yeah. So do okay. that today, Mary. Make sure you water it in well. And I think, is it Sunday or Monday it's going to be hot? Yeah, Monday. That's all right. Yep, so give it a water on the hot, hot day. Um, yeah. And okay. off you go. Oh, thank you very much. My pleasure. Good <laughs> on you, Mary. From devastation to elation yes, in that's right. less than 10 seconds. That's what we love. Now, Greg is in Mount Lawley and he has sent us some pics, Sab, ah. which I've got here for you. Good morning, yes. Greg. Morning. 
top of the morning to you, Greg. You've got a Banksia that's dying at the top. Is this correct? And then you've got another one in the background that looks like, well, it's probably dead by now. Uh, Okay, so um, you need to cut its head off. Yep, okay. It's all part of the... Yeah, part of the Mount Lawley Golf Club. We planted 14,000. Ah, you did too. You guys done a beautiful job. Yeah. So so we've got about 1,000 banks we've we've planted. But now we're concerned about our um, grandest because that's in one spot and there's another one that's on the other side of the course that's doing the same thing. Okay. Now, the big problem with banks here is is they're so fickle. Um, But the great thing is they look really healthy down the bottom. So I would say they've got that skeletonizer um, beetle in them. So just prune the top off. Okay. And don't fertilise them, don't do anything else. Yeah, we we only water them. Um, yep. We water those about once a week. Yep, perfect. Um, so, they, so they get around about, um, you know, between five and nine litres. Yep, um, that's perfect, Greg. You're doing all the right things. Okay. Thank so you. So just cut their heads off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good on you, Greg. Thanks for the call and for the emails as well. On our way to Sab's Pick of the Week, let's quickly take the call of Alan, who's in Eton. Hey, Alan. Hi. Hello, Alan. Hi. How are you? I'm good. good. Um, I got a little orange tree in a, in a steel pot. Yeah. Got the pot starting to uh, get rust and break down, and I want to transplant into a, another pot. Yeah. No, no worries at all, Alan. Yeah. So, good time yeah. of the year to do that now. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So, get good, good quality potting mix, Alan, and it'll it'll come back a treat. No worries. Thank you. No problems. Oh, thanks very much. Thanks very much, Alan. I'm thinking that sounded a bit echoey. That's because my microphone wasn't on. Uh, Sabrina, help a sister out, please. Ah, (laughs) My partner has lived a lot of his working life up north in Columbaroo and the NT as well. He wants to plant coconut palms in our pool area. Will they grow in windy seabird? Yes, they certainly will. Now, um, what you'll need to do, sister, is you (laughs) will need to make sure you give them plenty of water in summer. The salt air won't bother them at all. Um, Put them in with really good stuff because even though they are a coastal palm, they usually grow in volcanic soils, which you do not have at Seabird. <laughs> there is that. Not, not hasn't been a volcano there for a very <laughs> long time. So um, go and get yourself some really good quality compost, um, some cow manure or chicken. They love chicken manure. Uh, build the soil up really well and then off you'll go. You'll be, you can get a dwarf coconut as oh. well. So, which saves saves um, Haley's husband from shimmying up the trunk, <laughs> <laughs> or sending a kid up there to get Always the cocoa nuts. Always thinking of everyone, Sab. I know. It's twenty eight to ten. You're listening to Roots and Shoots. It is that time again. It is Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're gonna dig this. Here we go now. 
All right, we've been on a bit of a journey the last couple of weeks, Sab. Where are you taking us today? The punk was pretty well received last week. The punk was great. And even on Tuesday, I got yeah. text messages asking for more punk. Right. I was going to play a bit more punk this weekend, and I thought probably not. Oh, didn't want to push. Oh, you know, but I'm going to go. Want what the listeners want? Yeah, that's so. I'm <laughs> going to go punk next weekend. So I thought a little break between the two punks. We'll go indie. Um, Sam will like this because he's very indie, into indie, indie. Uh, DMAs, who are one of my favourite little bands. This is a really good song because it's called Everybody's Saying Thursday is the Weekend. And well, you I like and that I. Concept. <laughs> you and I know that we can't have a weekend on Thursday because no. we have to be here working on the weekend. The weekend starts at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. <laughs> anyway, DMAs, everybody's saying Thursday's the weekend. As always, if you're listening for the first time, this is a very important juncture yes. where we mix music with gardening and you can tell us what you think of Sab's Pick of the Week. 0437 Here it is. Well, there you have it. Love this. That's all the Ooh. feedback we've got so far. Ah, well, <laughs> but it has two exclamation marks. So oh, Great. Well, let's just end it there then. Tony and Boulder thinks it was quite a churchy tune. Oh, hmm. never seen the DMAs in that light myself, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll wait and see. Yes. What else rolls through? Hmm. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. All the silence. Maybe we'll just wait for them to mm. turn the radio back on. <laughs> <laughs> now that'll be next week when I go a bit, no. bit harder core punk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk. You were just teasing last yeah. week. Yeah. <gasps> and then we'll go from punk to opera. Yeah. We haven't done opera because that was the other big favourite, wasn't it? Yeah, it was opera. Yeah. That shocked me. I know. Yeah. But I should have known we've got quite a cultured. Yeah, well, you know, highly cultured. Listening to you and I (laughs) every Saturday morning. (laughs) We attract that kind of audience. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. Great choice this week. They're starting to come through now, Ah. Sab. So much better than last week. Oh. That is only good to frighten the boars and rats out of the garden. (laughs) Doesn't frighten oh. my rats. Lucy in Hammond Park says, "Ladies, nice song to bop along to whilst baking cakes in the Ooh, kitchen. Yum! Oh, bring on the cakes. Mm. Uh, Just people with gardening. Oh, questions. they want to talk about gardening. What's with that? Anyone to think say. we're a gardening show or something? Two thumbs Two up. Two thumbs from up. Kathy. Yep, a single thumb. We've also got. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll get." To some of, uh, I suppose we should do some gardening. We probably can, you know, if that's what the listeners are telling us, then (laughs) that's what we'll do. Um, Malcolm in Carnarvon, he phoned. Ah, and just to say, yes, he loved it. Hey, thank you, Malcolm. Also gave Eb a score. Yes, one (gasps) hundred out of ten. Wow, we love Malcolm's one of our favourite listeners Mm. now. Sue says, "Hey, Sabrina, Sabrina, great choice. My twenty-year-old son got me onto the DMAs, and I love them." (gasps) We are so hip here. Annie and Chidlow, consistent contributor. Annie, she says, "Not bad." Uh, Foot was tapping, but that could just be old age. I loved it. <laughs> Thursdays, yay, says one text. Kathy and Waruna's gone with the double thumbs up too, which is good. Overwhelming meh, oh. says Michael in Adel- Adderdale. Oh, okay. Um, Donna says inoffensive but didn't shoot the lights out. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. 
Uh, fantastical Sabrina. Really enjoyed your song pick today. Thumbs up. Yay. Did my ears deceive me? Did you say you're playing more punk next week? Yes. Please, please, please don't. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, 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 I will. It was a request by our listeners. Ricky and Girawine feels like uh, has sentiment shared with others. Right. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it, but sounds like a lot of people agree with that. Didn't shoot the lights out. Didn't shoot the lights well, I like out. That. That's, that's going to be the line of the day. So I think so. Yeah. Well, where, where, do we, where do we wrap that one up as? I reckon okay. mostly p- a positive in that it wasn't really disliked. Yeah. Uh, thumbs up from Eb's Pete, I'm sure. And Pete would oh, be yeah. saying Ebony picked that, but it wasn't Pete. No. Nah. It'd be more a Pete pick than an Eb pick. Do you reckon? Yeah. He's a bit soft like that, isn't he? Uh, no, I was going to pay him some credit and say. No, that is a credit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. He's, he doesn't go around shooting the lights out. <laughs> I'm sure. It's not that tough. <laughs> You'd just be nice to our Pete, all right? That's all I was saying. I love our Pete. <laughs> we love he's Pete. Our, he's our, um, he's our the, the husband of the Saturday morning crew. He is. Yeah. He is. And going to be the mayor of Gwellup, I've also heard as <laughs> ah, well. He'd be great. Um, Skippy in Timbuktu has given us a thumbs up. Hey, um, more thumbs up, more thumbs up. So we'll leave yeah. it there. There we go. All Everyone's right. Done. relatively happy. Yeah. Uh, back to our calls in just a moment. 1300 720. We do have some open lines if you want to give us a call. Uh, Gemma has sent us a text. Hi, Sab. I'm in Darlington. I have a stunning pink bottle brush, about 15 years old, but a lot of the leaves at the top are turning brown. Can I give it a good prune or is it a lost cause? No, it's definitely not a lost cause, Gemma. Maybe <laughs> I've been too harsh on this program where people are saying, are you going to tell me it's dead or it should be? Um, I should ease off a bit, Ro, do you reckon? Like they're a bit kinder to people, give them a bit more hope. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Or at least they're plants. Yeah. <laughs> they're the ones who really suffer. No, there's nothing wrong with that, Gemma. Uh, bottle brushes do that. They get a little insect that takes the the sap out of the top growth. So prune it. Prune it now. Okay. There you go, Gemma. Uh, now, Nick has sent us a text. They've recently moved into a house with two big marry trees and a huge gum tree. Right. And they've been trying to plant in the beds underneath the marries, uh-huh. planting two banana palms and some Kalgoorlie gold ferns. Wrong. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the ferns in particular seem to be dying after just one week. And they wondered if it could be the toxins released from the eucalyptus that is causing that. What should they do to negate it? Should they move them, pot them? Are they ever going to be able to grow a garden? Well, Nick, you will be able to grow a beautiful garden. I have no doubt whatsoever. There is no way on earth or heaven that banana palms and the Kalgoorlie gold ferns are going to grow underneath Marry trees. So you will be able to grow both of those things, but not under the marry tree. So I know that it's given you shade, but you have to remember that eucalypt trees suck up everything. Okay. They also have enormous amounts of leaf litter and nuts. So the water will not penetrate down. Um, around the the ferns and the bananas, palms. So they require shade. I would dig them up, put them into some pots and if you haven't got any shade anywhere else in the garden, just bring them under your patio or veranda or or whatever. So 
they are not appropriate plants to put under your Murray trees. I would definitely go with native plants, not with exotic tropical plants. <laughs> Wrong mix. <laughs> there you go. I uh, hope that's helpful for you, Nick. Um, just closing out a couple more texts relating to your pick of the yes. week. I loved it, but looking forward to punk next uh-huh. week. I texted on Tuesday, also asking for more hey. punk. Um, Sabrina loved the track, a DMA convert for sure. Love new music, so thank you from Valerie in Warwick. And another texter said, DMA's rocked, they covered Sure. And I was just looking out, they did a. Oh, did they? Um, like a version for oh. Sure's Believe. So you have to. Oh, I have to listen, have a to, listen that. to that. Yeah. Excellent. All right, back to your calls 1300 222 720. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. We're going to head to Mike, who's in Mandra. Hello, Mike. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good, Mike. Excellent. Uh, I've got some Agonis flexiosa, or yep. mini padmet trees. Yep. And uh, over the last three weeks, three of them have dropped dead. And uh, it uh, looks like a fungus or something. It's spreading from one to the next. Yeah. We had one die initially, then the next, and, yep. and the rest of them are all crook. Yeah. We've... Sprayed yesterday with a eco fungicide. Yep. Is that going to help? Uh, no, nope. not at all. Else? Nope. Now, it's not actually a fungus, Mike. What it is, it's a mite and it sucks the living daylights out of all the leaves. The leaves, so the agonis defoliates, drops all of its leaves. Now, were they dead, dead when you, when you dug them out? Uh, yes. They I were dead, did. dead. I chopped their head off with a uh, chainsaw. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, you know, uh, with that particular agonis, they get those mites every every year and it's it's getting worse. So you need to spray the agonis with lime sulphur. So you're going to spray them with lime sulphur, um, it's too late now because you've got to do it when the, the, the mite. So you've got to do it before summer. And then if they get it midsummer, you can't use the lime sulfur. You have to use wettable sulfur uh, or natra soap. And that will get rid of the mites. Every single year, prune your agonis hard at the end of summer. I mean, you've already done yours with the chainsaw. <laughs> but um, prevention is the thing with those mites, Mike. Okay. We've had these for uh, 10 or 15 years, and you, you say that we see it every year, but we've never had this. Yeah, this it's problem. getting worse. So you're lucky because you haven't had it, but um, some years it's really, really bad. So, okay. um Yep, you're going to – and remember with the gonus, you can prune them so hard and then they just, boop, come back. <laughs> All the best, Mark. Thanks for giving us a call. Uh, on the email from Karen, she's been yeah. persistent. Thank you, Karen. Um, do you know what this weed is, Sab? It appears every winter and it takes over uh, the backyard. I'd like to know how to attack it before it takes over again. This winter. Well, this is interesting because it's not actually a weed and you see it all across Lake Ballard. Mm. Um, it is a native succulent and it grows in really – it's interesting because it usually grows in really salty, you know, in the salt lakes. Yep, yep. When they dry up. Um, 
Now, what would you use to kill it? I would use uh, the pelagonic acid. So there's two two companies make it, um, and it'll just sizzle and burn the. It's interesting that you you must have salt in the ground there because they love mm. salty, salty ground. Anyway, um, so go to a nursery and ask for an organic weed killer. It's not a herbicide. It's a weed killer. Um, and they will give you the stuff. There's a couple of different companies that make it. All right, beautiful. And just a reminder, if you're sending us emails, if you can just um, add your location as well. That's oh, always yeah. he- helpful for Sab yep. to know yep. where your garden is located. Um, back to your calls, 1300 720. Anne is in Nolamara. Hello, Anne. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good, Anne. Oh, lovely to meet you, Sabrina. Oh, you too. <laughs> I saw you on something and I thought, I wonder what that lovely lady looks like. Oh, anyway, you're sweet. I'm beautiful, yeah, stunning, yeah, well, yeah, young, <laughs> sort of like um, a Greek athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Visualise Megan Gale or, you know, someone who's like... <laughs> if I was a Greek um, athlete, I could swim and solve my problem. Oh, <laughs> wow. Let's give it a crack, shall we, yeah, Anne? My problem is lily billy. Yes. Right. I'll, I'll quickly tell you, I've got a garden bed that's 90 centimetres wide. I've got mm. a little courtyard. Mm. Um, 90 centimetres wide and about 12 metres long. Mm. Now I've got a lily billy at each end. I've got a pergola that comes to the edge of the brick cave. So all I see of these lily pillies are the trunks yes. because they're about... Five or six metres, I've had to guess, because I'm yep. not sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, all I see is that and a little bit of foliage underneath, you know, before it hits the sky. Yeah. And all I get is continuous, continuous leaves. Yes. And okay. I'm, uh, you know, I've got a bad back, so I'm finding it really hard to keep this. Yeah. Tree. And it's yeah. not seasonal, is it? Yes, yes, it is. So, Anne, the great thing about that you need to know about lily pillies is you can cut two thirds off them, and then they will shoot from uh, the bottom. So, and you can do that every year. You give them a really hard prune. All right, beautiful. Uh, thank you, Anne. From one Anne to another Anne. Let's head out to York now. Hello. Um, hello, it's Anne from York. I've got to put a mango tree into a pot. Just wanted to know if what extra stuff I might have to put in the pot and how would I prevent it getting frost because it gets pretty cold in York in winter. Yeah, so it's all about uh, positioning and microclimate, Anne. You need a really big pot. Get very good quality compost and really good quality potting mix. You're going to have two-thirds... Potting mix, one-third compost and a bit of chicken poo. And keeping the frost off? All about position, position. Yeah. And you can put bubble wrap around the pot in winter, oh, okay. a tent, a little bubble wrap tent. Beautiful. Good on you, Anne. Thanks for giving us a call. Rosie is in Carmel. Hi, Rosie. Hi. How are you, Sabrina? I'm very well, Rosie. 
So, what my question is, um, we have a, a plumbago hedge in Carmel. Mm-hmm. It's about six foot tall. Mm-hmm. And I know they do tend to die back a bit this time of the year or they go a bit brown. Yeah. But there's only yeah. like two parts, two like bushes of the hedge that have gone like that. And right. I'm wondering whether they're dying. No. Uh, they get a little uh, leaf miner in them and you just need to hard prune them, Rosie, and then you can okay. spray with pyrethrum. Super. Uh, oh, so great. hard prune first, then pyrethrum. Thank you, Rosie. Uh, Dave in Bunbury writes, how do I grow coriander in Bunbury? Tried deep pots but still dies. <sighs> Just buy it from an Asian <laughs> shop. You've got a one-week window to successfully grow coriander really? in, in WA and you never know when that one-week window may be. <laughs> it's not this week because we're going to get hot on Monday. And then if you have coriander on Monday, it'll just go, <laughs> set seed, gone. Can you help? Sure, I'm not sure you can help, Dave, so go to nah. the shop is... Yep. Bunbury Farmers Market yep. or something. Yep. Cherie is in Geraldton. Um, her tomatoes and capsicums oh. have got white stuff on them. Ooh. Do you know what oh, they've is? got white stuff and dead stuff. Um, they're gone. They've got a virus and now they're covered in cottony cushion scale. Go to the shop, buy your yeah. tomatoes and your capsicums. Go to the Bunbury Markets. <laughs> um, no, that's a binnet job. You wouldn't even bother. What is it? Cottony cushion scales, a mongrel of a little furry sap sucker, uh, but it's also got a virus, uh, which is why the mealy bug have gone because they're going, oh, you are dying. You're not well. I'm going to move in. I'm going to suck the living <laughs> juices out of you to make your life really miserable. So end its life now. Rip it out. Burn it. Bag it. Bin it. Okay. Sheree. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Sue is in Mora. Hello, Sue. Hello, girls. How are you? We're Good. fab. Oh, I'm glad. Um, I'm desperate here. I'm desperate. All my roses have got this funny thing happening to them, like Ooh. shriveling up black. Ooh. I've been online and it looks. I, I think it looks like Rosetta Rose, which doesn't sound no. very good. No, no, you don't have Rosetta because fortunately we don't have that. In WA. Oh, thank God. I love you. I love you. I love oh, you. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Sue. It's more likely to be uh, a sap sucker. Um, so you need to go on a fortnightly program. You need to go. Do you? Are you computer savvy? Yep, yep. yep. Go on to my website, Sabrina Hahn. What there's other stuff I can't remember what it is. Com. I think it might be as simple as Sprinterhan.com.au. I think we've got an AU <laughs> on it. Anyway, Jess is away. I don't know these yeah. things. Um, now I've got a whole information sheet on chili thrips, and the same would apply to what's happening to your roses at the moment. Okay. Oh, thank you. Love so you. you're oh, going yeah. to have to go on a two-week spray program. Fortnightly. That's right. I, I sprayed them yesterday with a microbe or my my and one of my. Things just uh, I was worried. So yeah, I yeah, them, yeah, 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 yeah. So check I'll out go on your side. Yeah, right? check on the website. You'll get all the info there. Okay, thank you very much. My pleasure, Sue. Good on you, Sue. Bye. Have a good weekend. Uh, Marie is in Marmion. Hello, Marie. Good morning. We Hello. have um, a problem with uh, a calipers. Um, we have about uh, well, half a dozen at least, and yeah. they're all tribal. Yeah. But two of them, which are in the same sort of um, condition, yeah. um, they just won't grow. They just don't 
do anything much. Ooh, no okay. Idea. Okay. Now, that's unusual. Uh, so what you need to do, how long have they been in the ground for, Marie? Oh, yeah, 15 years or so. Oh, God. Yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So do not dig them up and have a look at the root system. Um, okay. So it could be a root rot. So you need to prune them now, prune them quite hard, and then spray them with an anti-rot spray. Make sure you, that you spray all the way down the entire trunk of the plant. Right. Use a wetting agent. Um, water it in well and see how that goes. Okay, terrific. We'll try that. Okay, no worries. Thanks Thanks, Marie. Good on you, Marie. A few texts still coming through that we can get to now. Um, A comment, I think the Perth Zoo will come out and cut your lily pilly for the animals. Needs to be a decent-sized lily pilly for them to do that, like a big tree. Her tree wasn't big enough. And someone said if you head to the Perth Zoo website, there's a list um, and details of what they will and won't collect there, so that's probably helpful. Uh, Hi, beautiful girls. Love your show. That's us. We love flattery. What should I be fertilising now? If anything, please. I have deciduous trees planted two years ago and older. Olives, Don't prune them. Okay. Olives, little, planted this summer and struggling. You can you can fertilise them now. Okay. Lots of different citrus. Fertilise them now. Camellias. Now. Sanqua and Japonica, they're camellias now. Oh, beautiful. And yep. that's it from Penny and Margaret River. Right, there you go. So the only thing you're not going to be bothered doing anything with is the deciduous trees because they'll start losing their leaves and go into nine-nines. <laughs> Let's head out to Queridin. Chris, hello. Oh, good morning, Sabrina. Morning, Chris. Um, just planting, we planted some honeymoon grevilleas. Mm-hmm. as like a Windbreak in the querying sand there last year, just mm. on a farm. Mm. Can you suggest another type to put in because I can't get the honeymoon? Oh, there's okay. There's a honeymoon variation called Sylvia, which oh. is beautiful, and also Honey Gem. Oh yeah, I've got that one. Yep. So Sylvia is a really good one, and another one called Grevillea Johnsonii. Johnsonia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, then. Perfect. That'll do the trick for you. Any other suggestions that I could put in with the, uh, for a windbreak? Uh, well, all the Melaleucas are really good. Melaleuca nesophila is a cracker. It's a really good windbreak. And so is the Rottnest Island tea tree. What was the first one you said? Sorry, Sabrina. Uh, sorry? Melaleuca? Was it Melaleuca? Did I say? <laughs> Wait, you're not listening. Of course I was listening. <laughs> Melaleuca nesophila. I was just thinking, you know, abc.net.au slash Perth, Roots and Shoots. You can listen back and catch it again, download the podcast. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do and go back to listen to that important advice that you were giving. (laughs) Louise is having a boast. She was told by a genius to grow coriander in winter in Perth. She's had great success, so much so that she has to chop and freeze the excess, Sabrina. So there. Um, Sarah in Kalamunda. Hi, Sab. Photo of a grafted red snake vine, but some new growth is green, not (laughs) grey. Assume that's a a rootstock of a purple or white snake vine. Yeah, it is. Take it off. Can I excise and use as cuttings? It's actually not a snake vine. But anyway, uh, yes, you can definitely use that as cuttings. Okay. It's not a snake vine. 
<laughs> Gosh, I think we almost got through everything. I certainly got through all the emails. And that's, yeah, well done. Know, that's well done, Ro. Cracking the whip. This is an ABC podcast.